Hello friends and thank you very much indeed for tuning in. This is the Educators Running Club podcast. My name is Paul. It's, as I record this, two months to go exactly to the day, possibly to the hour, uh, till me and Matthew do the Great North Run uh, on the 10th of September. Newcastle uh, Half Marathon, 21.1k. And it's frighteningly close now. The reason I mention this is because it feels very significant to me <laughs> because it's all becoming very very real and the other reason I mention it is because today's interview with Matthew was recorded when we had three months to go it was recorded this time last month uh, as the episode title would suggest live on Derek Dooley Way so uh, which is a glorious glorious road in Sheffield by the way that um we were on following an Arctic Monkeys concert that we went to last month, which I think gave us renewed vigour, enthusiasm for life, and I'm hoping for running as well, because we talked about it an awful lot. Um, so yeah, two months to go. What that means is, according to several things that I've read recently, that time, roughly eight weeks, is still more than enough time to train for a half marathon. That's what people say. The other thing people say is, it's uh, it's going to be okay. That's the other thing people say. It's been refreshing that people uh, I've met for the first time, or I've told for the first time, this is what me and my friend Matthew are doing. They haven't gone, oh my days, Paul, this is a terrible idea. Are you sure? Really? You? That kind of thing that I think on some level I'm perhaps expecting. I think Matthew's expecting to. Um, but what people are saying is, that's great, good on you. Uh, and then every time I see them again after that, they're saying, how's the training going? And that's really good, because that's a real good reminder that I need to be training. And I know people are saying that's Matthew as well, one of them being me, constantly chipping away at him to make sure he's getting out and about, um, because we're facing two fairly big uphill battles, really, at the moment. Uphill battle A is, it's uh, now July the time when traditionally educators start to feel like they're ploughing through treacle, like they're pushing something very heavy up a hill. Extreme tiredness starts to set in about now. So the idea of going out for a big long run may not be quite as welcoming as the idea of a big long binge of a box set sitting on your sofa. The other problem that we're facing is it's very warm. I'm out on a dog walk at the minute, which earns me 100 bonus points from our running group on Strava, strava.com slash clubs slash ERC, VRC, where every uh, ERC activity with a dog gets you 100 bonus points. So yay me. But yeah, it's very hot. It's very early as I record this, but it's very hot. and That's not exactly running weather. But whatever the weather, we've got to train because two months, right? In terms of positives, the key thing that I've encountered, and I've recently spoke to, and I'm hoping to interview very soon for this very podcast, two people I know who've previously taken part in the Great North Run, and they both independently said exactly the same thing. The crowd, the noise, the cheering, the positivity will see you through. The people gathered 
around the sides of the race. The music, the serenading by Elvis, the people throwing jelly babies at you. All that stuff, that'll see you through. And as a result, you'll be okay. And I think, I think in my heart, I think I know that's true. I certainly hope it's true. I think the power of positivity is going to be hugely important in this. So I think that's something to keep in mind. And thank you in advance to the people of Newcastle for turning up and cheering us on. When I've done a race before and I've had my name on my race number attached to my sweaty chest, uh, people have called from the crowds, go on Paul, you can do it Paul, things like that. And it does make a difference. It's amazing what a difference that can make, really. When you come from a culture of sport being initially something that you kind of got a bit wrong in PE and then you'd be told off by a PE teacher in the days of PE teachers being a bit more old school than they are today hearing people positively say your name in reference to something to do with sport is uh, it's quite a bonus and that's why Educators Running Club exists by the way so that we can all get together virtually admittedly and say something positive to each other about something to do with sport even if that sport isn't the Great North Run which most of the time it isn't <laughs> this is very much a, a one-off at least for this year so we congratulate people for doing a dog walk doing something in the gym playing tennis popping to the shops to get some lemonade I think someone did recently um, Keith one of our ERC VRC members from the United States put on Strava him cutting his, his front and back lawn which I thought was superb <laughs> in his words he needed doing and I needed to get my steps in uh, we've always said since the very beginning of ERC um, you can do anything as long as you do something that applies to activities that applies to exercise that applies to everything in life doesn't it really hobbies, interests, passions you can do anything as long as you do something now what me and Matthew did as I say is we went to see our team monkeys in Sheffield and it was fantastic um, which we'll talk about on this interview and then as we were heading home and I will be honest here we were heading home in search of food and as you may know any food that you go in search of past midnight on a Saturday night is not healthy food but what it did what that lack of healthy food did was make us talk about the fact that at that time time speaking we were three months bang on to the day from the Great North Run how was Matthew doing? well let's find out right we're here with Matthew how are you Matthew? I'm good thank you where are we Matthew as well? We are currently on Derek Dooley Way. Yes. Um, just before midnight, coming back from Arctic Monkeys. I mean, it was a good gig, wasn't it? Fantastic. Uh, we got on Strava twice. Yeah, that was a added bonus to the day. Um, and, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Very good. So now we, we just thought we'd do uh, a long, extensive three-hour review of the gig in horrible, tedious detail, because that's what a lot of podcasts are, isn't it? It's just two men talking about a thing that they've seen. No, not really. The other thing that's important about today is 
uh, three months today, we will have run, touch wood, the Great North Run. Is that right? Yes. How do you feel? Well, the words then, we, we will have done it as now. Crikey. Yep. It is a crikey it's moment, not isn't it? Three months today. By now, three months today, it'll be done. It will be done, and we will probably in, be in considerable pain. But just think of the achievement of that in three months. Yes. It's June the 10th. The Great North Run is September the 10th. And the good news is, on the last episode of the podcast, I talked about you being injured because of footwear. Yep. And a goat. Yep. But since then, you've recovered. Yes. Tell us about your recovery. Um... I mean, you, you rested, right. yep. you iced, there we go. you compressed, you did all this, and I've remembered it, uh, and you elevated, Yes. and you took, how long were you off Strava for, not running? I think it was like four weeks, it was it was a frustrating long time. Yes. There we go. My pausing is also trying to figure out where we are, but I don't know. Um, yeah, safety first. And then one day, a Friday... It was a nice day, and we hadn't had any nice days. And I thought I'd try a run, and I got a good soundtrack on playlist. Yep. And my ankle was doing okay on my foot, so I don't know if it was my ankle. And I actually, the first run back, stupidly did a ten k. Yeah. Because I was happy to be running again. Okay, and but you you, you did it, and the ankle foot is is okay, right? Yes. No current pain? Nope. I mean, I'm genuinely relieved because I thought we could have been scuppered. Yes. When you when you do yourself a mischief. See, you've done that. What was the soundtrack? What was on the playlist? You've forgotten, haven't you? I've forgotten. Yeah. But you're also doing audiobooks while running. Yeah, I've moved to audiobooks at the moment. That seems to propel you ever further ahead, doesn't it? Yes, getting lost in the story opposed to thinking about my pain or distance. I don't wear my watch anymore. Right. Strava tells me when I hit a half a kilometre. But other than that, I don't check time or pace or anything for me. I zone out to the audiobook. I've got a rough route in my head where I'm going and I just start. And then when I get towards either a turnaround point or the loop, I think, can I push a bit more or do I turn back here it seems to be working do you think if you employ a similar strategy in the Great North Run where you just see can I keep going yeah that will mean that you'll keep going yep I believe so at my pace I'm very slow but I can keep going and that's what I think at the moment I mean the, the speed doesn't really matter it, it's it's doing it it's achieving it isn't it definitely okay are you going to buy any more trainers not sure. If I do, it will be the exact ones I've got because these are the ones I've been training in. But I start thinking at what point, like, do, do you get new trainers for the run? Not because you're doing the run, it's an excuse to get them. It's like, genuinely, have, are your trainers worn out? How do you know your trainers are worn out? Well, I think mine are worn out. I've had these a long time and there is nowhere near as much cushiony bounciness as there once was and I think I really need that uh, for a big long run yes 
So I think I'm going to have to. And then at what point do you get it? With three months left, do you do it in two months, bed them in for a month before the run, or do you get them now sort of well bedded in? That's the worry. You don't want to... If I get them nailed, they're my summer running shoes, aren't they? And then, yeah. then we've got that relationship for the GNR. That's it. Surely they'll last three months of trainers. I mean, surely. Will I last three months is the more <laughs> pertinent question. Um, okay. I'm also led to believe, Matthew, that you're going to start the, the GNR-related healthy eating drive as of, well, in a day's time. Is that right? Just checking the clock. Yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, not tonight. We're still hungry no. tonight. But that's because we've been to a, a pop music event. But after tonight, you're going to go proper healthy, right? Yes. Which don't mean silly diet. No. Nope. means stop having Greg's breakfast when I'm tired. Or stop eating bags of Funyuns when I'm tired on the way home. Other breakfasts and other crisps are available. And just in case. Um, yeah. So it's having what? Uh, rice? Yeah, I'm going to start with like having a Mexican style rice with rice and veg. Yep. The key, my wife says, is going to be, for me, batch cooking. Because once I go hungry, that's when everything goes out the window and I just want food. Yep. So if it's batch cooked and I know my pack up's ready and it's there, I just grab it and go, when I'm tired and I'm hungry opposed to making something I'll just say I'll stop and get a meal with do you think when you're tired that's when you should most go for a run I don't know actually I think sometimes it feel, when you think ah, the last thing I want to do is go for a run that's when you should go for a run fellow ERCA did tell me that this week there you go Mr Matt Chapman yep he did say weirdly or not when you're the most tired that's probably the best time to run so there has been some nights where I did that I think I mentioned it over half term I went to York or Manchester even it was Manchester I went to Manchester for the day two and a half hour drive back with traffic and then I still went for a run afterwards yeah that is pretty good because I didn't want to miss my one on one off I was doing at the time Um, we, we have to look at the fact that it's getting it's hotter um, how is this going to affect your summer running training plan? I feel I'll need to wear a hat. Yeah. I've never run in a hat. I don't like the idea because all the heat goes out your head. But... What day is it? Saturday? Yep. <laughs> Whenever I ran it this week, when it was really hot, I was thinking, I might need a hat. Okay. I could feel it on my like on the forehead and my eyes the heat. And again, it's that thing of if you try it now, it could be another brilliant thing that you could do in September because there is a possibility of us having to run in blazing sunshine. Um, who knows? Okay, so you're committed to healthy lifestyle, healthy eating. Yep. No more dangerous footwear. No, they've gone. They've gone. No more goat interactions. Uh, and a steady increase of running distance or yes. frequency or both over uh, the summer frequency and uh, uh, distance yes frequency I'm trying my one on one off so hopefully that stays the same yep um, but yeah certainly frequency I've 
after the injury, I went on to again advice from Matt Chapman. He's, he's very bright, isn't he, Matt Chapman? Um, Shout out to Matt Chapman if you're listening. Hi, Matt. A fellow ERCer. Yep. Um, about doing, not trying to push myself and do three Ks and that, and get used to it, get back into it, and consistency was the key. And I think that built up my consistency and that. And now, just recently, I've moved myself to seven point five. If I don't stay at 7.5. I did go to 5 in between there as well. I didn't just go from 3 to 7.5. Yep. But, like, if I stay at 7.5, that's good. If not, I could maybe do a couple of 5Ks and one 7.5 a week and maybe just up one a week. But the plan is to keep going. I think... I was thinking about what we said to Nathan when we spoke to Nathan. And I said... Uh, any final running advice and he said slightly frivolously don't stop right but I think ultimately that is the key to it isn't it yeah like he was joking but I think just not stopping and seeing how far you can keep going before you do stop that's our path to success isn't it it is don't stop Matthew I think my legs certainly from when I think when we first started it after signing up yep my legs nowhere near hurt as much as they do when I run now. Like I'd go for a three k once we got the once we got the um, entries. Yep. So I started again and I was doing my three k's and that had been a lot of pain. Don't particularly get pain now. I ache, but not like injury. Need tablets. I ache. No. I think that's my legs getting used to it. You don't you don't get the ache, but what you do get is a, a sense of satisfaction and the job well done. Yeah, and that this is building towards the glory of three months' time. Yes, my days. Um, right, I think we should leave it there because we're nearly home. We've had a late night. We need some sleep, and we can pick this up again very soon, right? Yes. Seventy mile per hour speed camera ahead. And. Please take note of that. <laughs> Please, safety first. Is uh, anything else you want to say? Nope. What's your favourite Arctic Monkey song, Matthew? From tonight or forever? Uh, baby, I'm yours. It's lovely to hear. Uh, thank you, Matthew. Bye. Bye. Okay, so that's me and Matthew live and in full effect on Derek Dilly Way in Sheffield. Um, at that point, as I say, we were three months away. At the time of recording this, at the time of me speaking to you live right now, it's two months away. We are two months. It's the 10th of July as I say these words. And in two months' time, we will have touch wood. Please touch any wood that's near to you right now. Have completed the Great North Run. Uh, by this point, I imagine as feet up, medals round our necks, overly tight, finishes t-shirt, t-shirts uh, clutched to our bosoms. And a sense of satisfaction and a job well done as we either eat pizza or receive urgent medical attention or both. You've got to keep believing, right? You've got to keep thinking positive because there's a lot of negative stuff out there. There's a lot of negative press for people in education. There was a strike last week. Uh, I don't know if you saw Esther McVeigh, Conservative Party MP Esther McVeigh, surreptitiously filming the strikers out of her window from the Houses of Parliament. Uh, And she put out a lovely tweet that said uh, teachers should be in the classroom, not on the picket line. 
haven't this generation of children missed enough days from school because of lockdown, all that business. Um, yeah, teachers should be in the classroom, not on the picket line. So, I'm not upset, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Is that the best you can do? It's not the stupidest thing anybody's ever said about education. Um, remember when Matt Hancock and Gavin Williamson were sending lots of text messages back and forth via WhatsApp during the pandemic um, and Gavin Williamson, then Education Secretary, suggested that, well, didn't suggest, outright said that teachers were reluctant to go back into school without any kind of protection during the pandemic because teachers just hate work. Um, cheers, Gavin. Cheers, Gav. Thanks ever so much for that. Um, do you remember Gavin Williamson? Of course you do. Education Secretary here in the UK at the time of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, remember what, what did Gav do to help us during the pandemic? He got a lot of exams wrong and upset a lot of people. And I remember him promising a lot of air purifiers. This was his solution, that every school would be equipped with air purifiers. Uh, I remember him saying that these air purifiers would be rolled out classic Tory party phrase with those connotations of military efficiency they'd be rolled out and that phrase suggested the purifiers would be arriving imminently to save everybody's lives now they never made it of course we didn't get the air purifiers from Gav I think largely because he was busy sending all those whatsapp messages to Matt Hancock slagging teachers off rather than well doing anything to help we know all about those messages now we know that there was an awful lot of stuff going on behind the scenes during COVID-19, wasn't there, around that Downing Street area? So the WhatsApp messages overall are neither here nor there, but they do tend to stick in my mind, along with memories of the, you know, trailed but never delivered air purifiers. It's not my favourite Gav memory, though. My favourite memory of Gav has got to be that time where he was sacked as Education Secretary... And then 24 hours later, he started to be lined up for a knighthood. It's a hell of a turnaround, isn't it? Within 24 hours from being sacked to being a, a sir, it, it's crazy. I did a quick Google about the criteria for being awarded a knighthood. And you can be awarded a knighthood for continuing to achieve at a high level. All right. So by the, that definition... I think Gav is possibly the person least qualified to receive a knighthood in living memory. But then, maybe these things are chosen by an algorithm these days. Who knows? I remember hearing the news about Gav becoming Sir Gav. And I did something I've not done before. The true story, I wrote to my MP. Now, I would urge you to write to your local MP as well, because I think they have to respond... So I wrote to my MP to, to express my bewilderment at this decision, to demand a bit of an explanation. Uh, and it took a while to get a response, but I did get an email back. And my MP told me, in a pretty condescending email, that there were lots of things going on behind the scenes. That's a direct quote. Um, you know, stuff that a, a commoner like me couldn't possibly understand. That's not a direct quote. I'm paraphrasing that a little bit, but only slightly. And now we know, we all know what was going on behind the scenes, don't we? we? We know that it was lots of deeply unpleasant 
WhatsApp messages sent from Gav to the people working for him that have been described as bullying. You'll have seen the messages. I won't repeat them now. And Google them if you want, just to be reminded of how sour and unpleasant they really were and how they're not really the kind of thing you'd expect from someone with a knighthood, let's be honest. Um, and unfortunately for Gav, he was asked to leave his job, wasn't he, when that happened? He, he was... His services became no longer required. And when that happened, a lot of people were kind of celebrating. A lot of people on social media were were quite happy about that. And I remember trying to keep in mind something that legendary Radio 1 DJ John Peel once said. He was asked to comment on um, Margaret Thatcher leaving Downing Street. And instead of sticking the boot in, John Peel just simply said, well, of course... I feel sorry for anybody who loses their job. Level of empathy for his enemies there, just one of the many reasons why we still miss John Peel to this day. I tried to keep that in mind when Gav was relieved from his role in government. I really did. But try as I might, a slightly different John Peel quote kept going into my head. And John Peel said this about wonderful, wonderful Manchester band The Fall... He said that the fall were always different, but always the same. He was definitely talking about wonderful Manchester band, The Fall, but he could have been talking about the Tories, couldn't he? Could have been talking about the team that plays in blue and reminding us that no matter how many times they change Prime Minister, no matter how many times they change Education Secretary, they still don't really get it. They don't really get what these jobs are that we do, even though they claim to do that. Now, Esther McVeigh reminds us of that, has reminded us of that very, very recently. Esther McVeigh saying that teachers belong in the classroom, not on um, picket lines. Well, there is one line that teachers do belong on, and that's the finishing line of the Great North Run. Oh, that's, that's a weak link, isn't it? I, I did my best to make that work, but I don't think it, it landed. You can continue to follow our success story uh, on this very podcast here. You can follow us on Twitter. If Twitter's still going by the time you receive this into your uh, earphones, who knows what might happen with Twitter. It all seems to be becoming a bit of a dumpster fire at the minute, but you never know, it might still be going. If it is, at we are ERC. Get yourself on Strava and join our Strava club, strava.com slash clubs slash ERC, VRC, educatedrunningclub.com. Third episode in a row, I have obviously forgotten the address of our Just Giving page. It'll be in the notes. If you do feel able to donate some money to the Dogs Trust for me and Matthew putting ourselves through this uh, agonising but brilliant experience, please do so. If you can't, don't worry. Rishi Sunak, it. So, until next time we are together, please do remember to take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And we'll promise we'll see you very soon. In a bit. Athletes.